Ask the Podcast Coach for February 24, 2018. Let's get ready to podcast. There it is. It's Saturday morning. That means it's time for Ask the Podcast Coach, where you get your podcast questions answered live. I am your host, Dave Jackson, from the School of Podcasting. Dot com. And this week, it's not just one, but two awesome people are joining me today. Uh, first of all, we have the one and only Jim Cullison from TheAverageGuy.tv. Jim, how's it going, buddy? Greetings. Happy Saturday morning to you, Dave. Good to be back. Wasn't supposed to be here, but we have ice and snow in the Omaha area, and so we canceled our get hip this morning. And I thought, oh, good. I get to be on Ask Podcast Coach. So thanks for having me back. And I said, Jim, it's so cool because we have the one and only. Uh, uh, see, and i got to find the... Uh, I gotta find the clip. <laughs> Emily Prokop from the story behind podcast as well as ePodcast Productions. So yeah, uh, how are you doing? I'm good from cold Connecticut. Cold Connecticut. I'm well, it, I, it's it, cold in their hearts too there in Connecticut. Because <laughs> they vote they go for the 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 uh Patriots and no, any any no. any, any <laughs> No, that's the northern part of the state. The southern oh, okay. part right. where I am, we're either giants or jets, and we don't right. really we mingle. We're fine. We'll let, we'll let you off on that one. The only redeeming fact <laughs> is they lost the Super Bowl. So good enough. That's fine. Uh, yeah, I didn't leave the house that day because I didn't know what I was walking into. But I was Emily. Happy. Welcome. Good to have you. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for having me. It's really weird. It's raining in Ohio. It's been like spring here, and it's I'm like it's still February, right? And I'm like, so about the time we go, hey, it's spring, it'll start snowing again. So that'll be great fun. Um, but uh, if you have any questions, it's really easy. Go over to askthepodcastcoach.com slash live. we got a chat room that uh, you can go over there and uh, enter your question that way. Or if you want to just hop in here live with us, uh, preferably with clothes on, uh, just go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash join and you'll jump right into this here hangout. And uh, a lot of things, some weird things in the news. The one I found this morning that I thought was funny was uh, Twitter came out and basically said, hey, that 70 million that we gave SoundCloud, it turns out they're not going to get it back. So SoundCloud is basically burned through. I think they said 80% of the 70 million, 70, that's what, it, $70 million. <laughs> that's a whole lot of cash. And yeah, I just, I'm kind of, I'm kind of sensing though, a little bit of a momentum slowdown. I mean, it, SoundCloud was always the master of marketing. That's what really made them as good as they are, mm-hmm. uh, as far as if people knowing who they are. I mean, if you don't have a very good product, you have, you better have pretty good marketing. Yeah. That's kind of, you know, that's kind of the way it works, but I am kind of sensing a little bit of a slowdown in their momentum. So I, I you know, we've, we've talked about them for the last couple of years, but I, I do get this feeling. It's just not that people aren't just finding them like they used to. You know, and we all know, we know in the industry, I think the days are imminent. It's their, their demise is imminent. Um, but it, it does feel to me, I know Emily, do you, do, I don't, I just don't see him as often. I don't hear the podcasters talking about him yeah. as often. Yeah. And that's, that's what I was going to say as well is I don't see the questions popping up of, should I host with Libsyn or SoundCloud? It's always maybe when SoundCloud pops up, it's once, once a month, if that, but when I started, it was either, you know, every half the people went with SoundCloud. And since then they've all moved over and they haven't really looked back either. I I don't see anybody saying, Oh, I wish I stayed with SoundCloud. Yeah. It's uh, I will give them credit that they, they actually are like in terms of like hosting files, like they actually, cause I was moving somebody from Squarespace this week 
And SoundCloud, if you if you move from SoundCloud to Lipson, I can literally do that in about five minutes because when we import files from another media host, it's we basically allocate a ton of resources. So it just goes and brings your stuff over. SoundCloud or um, the other one, Squarespace, I think they actually throttle. Like somehow they know the files are going to Lipson and they throttle it. And I was just like... <laughs> Doggone you, Squarespace. And it literally takes hours for, for us. And in some cases, their files just time out. And you're like, well, we've got all your show notes, but you have to upload your files manually or at least a couple of them or something like that. Is Squarespace hosting? They can uh, be. They're, they're another company. And again, to the best of my knowledge, unless somebody informs me differently, they don't have the iTunes stuff yet. The, the you know, episode and... and I'm, I'm not even sure iTunes has the iTunes stuff yet, yeah. to be honest. Well, I know, <laughs> I know SoundCloud doesn't, but they yeah. offer this. And I've never seen... The one thing I've never seen is uh, too many S's here. Squarespace stats for podcasting. I just know that it's kind of like when they like, Hey, you can do this and you can do that. And uh, so some people started using them for their podcast. And then later they find out what's available in other places, not just Libsyn. And they go, Ooh, I, I could be, you know, doing this much better. And so they, well, part, part of the draw though, for SoundCloud was their player. Yeah. And I think everybody's caught up. I mean, there was a bunch of independent players that came out. Uh, Lipson and Blueberry have their own players now. Yeah. Uh, Podbean has its own. I mean, so I think there was a, you know, there was a kind of a run on players and everybody loved theirs because you could embed it on a website and it looked cool and it did some cool stuff. But I think everybody's caught up. Emily, what are you using on your, for your podcast, for Story Behind? Uh, how are you, how, how's that, how are you playing that? Everything is Lipson. Even my website is Lipson, which is, I, I think my favorite part is because I, my first podcast, I used Squarespace for the website. I used Lipson to host the files, but I used Squarespace for the website. And you'd have to write the show notes, copy them over, copy the code for the player, put it on the site. And it was really pretty and I could have done a lot with it, but really I was getting no traffic to the website. It wasn't worth the $15 a month to keep it up. And I ended up when that show ended, I think I still kept my Squarespace site for a little while. And then I moved that over to Libsyn. And now Libsyn has a classy little podcast and it has the story behind. So those are Libsyn web pages, and I love them. And uh, Dave was actually nice enough to ask, can you make a video to show how you do the Libsyn website, how you did it? And I did. And I've been sending it to people who are like, I I don't want to host a website. I don't know what I'm doing. Because if you're not using it for... If you're just using a podcast to make it with your friends, but you still kind of want that destination to send people to on the website if they're not used to finding podcasts, it's great to just use that website that comes with Libsyn. Yeah, you can do it that way. I always tell people, if all you need your website to do is a place for people to listen and subscribe to your show... A Libsyn page is, a page is awesome. And then Emily tricked hers out. She's got all sorts of buttons and things like that. And I asked her, I said, because I, I literally, I send people, like, if somebody goes, would you have an example of, like, what a Libsyn page looks like? And I just go, yeah, it's easy. The story behind podcast.com. <laughs> um, and so I literally, no less than probably five a week. Because somebody will be like, I'm thinking of doing this, blah, blah, blah. And I'll send them to the story behind. Then I'll send them to the feed. And then I'll send them to because of my podcast. But Emily's actually is is the coolest because she really took, there's a, there's a box at the top of the screen called the producer message that you can put pretty much whatever you want in that. And then she found a way, and it's really not that hard, just some different ways that you can, there are widgets that will hold HTML. And so uh, as long as you're not putting any kind of JavaScript in that, 
you can, you know, if you know how to make a little HTML, you're, you're good to go. And you can even do that with, uh, you can basically go into a, a post, even though you're not going to post it and make that widget and then just copy the text, you know, switch to the text view, copy the code because you're not a coder, put that in your widget and you're done. I do that all the time for uh, stuff on in WordPress because who wants to hand code HTML? Just go make it look pretty and then switch to the ugly view, copy the ugly code and paste it someplace. So, um, yeah, so it's, it's pretty handy that way. I know that's what I did. I used to have it because of my podcast site. And I was like, look, all I want people to do is listen and subscribe. Why am I, you know, going crazy? And for me, I just took my domain because of my podcast.com and I just forwarded it. If I wanted to, I could give Libsyn another two bucks and make it my official domain and that whole nine yards. And I'm like, I don't, for me, at least at this point, I don't think I care that when you go to because of my podcast.com, it goes to because of my podcast.libson.com. I'm like, yeah, I don't know if somebody notices that at the top. Good for being observant, but. I'm not that worried about it. Uh, now, Emily, use, oh, how much time do you think you put into building out your, your, your site um, story behind? Um, in, well, I don't remember when they came out with the new podcast page in Libsyn, but it was before I started. So it was before October of last year, 2016. And I had played around with it with my husband's very short-lived podcast. And I was like, you know what? I'm not buying you a domain or I'm not buying you a website for this that you're just kind of doing for fun. And once they came out with the new podcast player, I watched the video and I kind of played around with it. So it's more playing around with it. And then when I did my own, I was like, okay, click, click, click. Maybe I could do this and a lot of trial and error. So maybe about an hour, I would say, to put it together just the way I wanted it. Dave, do you find most your customers have a pretty easy time? Do you get a lot of calls, a lot of support calls on how to set it up or how to work with it? Or do you, do you find that to be pretty self-service? It's it's usually how do I, because nobody looks at the support area, because if they did, they would they would find these answers. But that's okay. It's job security for me. So it's like I'm looking to make this look prettier because by default, it's not exactly the prettiest thing in the world. And so I'll be like, oh, here's you know, here's a tutorial, blah, blah, blah. And now a lot of times I'll go and here's a, a link to Emily's video. If you really want to take it to the next level. And I usually never hear back from them. So that usually means they've, they've done that and they've gone to town on it. It is interesting. I was talking with um, talking, meaning chatting via um, Slack to Mike Dell. And we've both noticed that the skill level of the new podcaster is getting like, we're talking beginner PC people now. Plummeting. Yeah. And it makes sense. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's, it, it makes sense though. Well, we were joking. We're like, we're getting more people that the question you look up in the corner and it's, you know, mom's taxi at AOL.com. And it's really, I had somebody this week, how do, how do I send people to my webpage? And there's part of me, you're like, well, you, you send people to your webpage. It's like, how do you, <laughs> how do, do I that? breathe? Yeah. Kind of thing. And it, uh, it just happens. Yeah. And know? I was like, Oh, okay. Well, here's, so you go over and you go, here's your website, you know, send them to this kind of thing. And, um, and that may be in some cases, uh, I always forget about this. Uh, in some cases that may be somebody from a country where English is not their first language. So that may be, that may appear to be a very like, what kind of question is that? But on the other hand, they may be, German or something like that. I don't know. But uh, I, I think that's our diversity, by the way, when we think about podcasting, I mean, there's diversity in race and diversity in gender. 
And those things are important too. But we also need diversity in talent. And, and just because you have web talent or you can make a web page doesn't make you a great podcaster. And there are some probably some great podcasters out there who are not great web developers or they're not great with the, oh, yeah. with the technology, but they're amazing with their voice or their skill or their talent or whatever they're doing. It, it's hard as the community gets you know, gets larger, we want to pull some of those in. And the trick, I think, from a support perspective, and God bless you and Mike and all those guys out there doing tech support, we have to somehow be patient with them. Like we see this in the Facebook groups all the time. And you just have to be patient because you, you, we want that kind of diversity. But when you've been doing this for a million years, 10 years, we've all been doing it for a while. You get kind of frustrated with how do I, like you said, so how do I get people to do this? And, you know, you're like, oh, I've answered this question 800 times. Yeah, we still have to, if we're going to be in that space, I think we have to be a little patient with it. And trust me, I am the, I have the least amount of patience sometimes. With those things, so, <laughs> Well, what's great think- is, is when you finally get them over the hump. I had this guy this week that I don't know what was going on on his WordPress site, but he had just major, like you'd go to like validate his feed and it was like, it wouldn't take like four seconds to go, wham, this is wrong. Like this is, and I'm like, I don't know what, you know, we could have you. And he had like almost no web skills, which again, is a lot of people and they just fired up WordPress and here we go. And so I was trying to, and I did, I eventually said, well, we've, we've got it to the point now where it's almost valid. I think I can import your stuff over to Libsyn because his fi- he was doing the old file for download thing. And I said, I think what we can do is we can sync your show notes with your files. Because what happens is Libsyn goes over to import and goes, hey, we've, we've already got that file, but let's take the text and match it up with this file. So it's like importing your show notes. And so, and then it was a matter of, okay, now I got to talk somebody with zero like web skills, how to put in a redirect to redirect at that. And there's actually a cool plugin that you can use to do that. And so when he finally was like, Dave, I think it's working. Can you double check? And I, I clicked on his old feed and there it went right to Lipson. And then I went into his uh, Lipson account, saw where he put the new feed tag in. I'm like, buddy, you're good to go. And he said, uh, does this mean this, this will fix this problem in, in Apple? Because Apple, he had no episodes because his feed was invalid. It was just dead. And I said, I went over, went to his web, went to his listing in Apple and there was all his episodes that had already kind of repaired itself, was already looking at the Libsyn feed. And so I sent him a screenshot and he just emailed me back. He goes, you guys are the best support on the planet. This is awesome. And I was like, okay, this is why, this is why I like my job today. Cause I took a guy that was dead in the water and it took me, you know, the better part of a day and a half of emailing back and forth. Cause he wasn't always super uh, responsive. I would send him steps and then not hear anything for, for hours. So that was uh that to me is why I like my job at times when you're like, ah, oh, he was dead in the water and now he's not. So that was fun. So Emily, with, with you now doing editing and you're now in the industry, like you weren't before, we talked a little bit about this last week or two weeks ago, whatever that was. Do you find yourself like, because now you're immersed in it, do you find yourself being a little less patient with that, with, with folks that don't like know how to do it or with your customers that, where it should be intuitive and it's not, or are you still in that honeymoon phase where it's all great? Uh, I think I left the honeymoon phase about a year ago. <laughs> <laughs> well, because you know I had my podcast, and then all of my friends started wanting to do theirs, and they would ask me things, and I had a few just say, "Okay, well, I'm all signed up. I think I'm. Can can you just do this for me? You know how to do it. You know something that takes me five minutes to do will take them an hour." 
So I've had a friend do the LastPass thing with me with Lipson, and it was it was funny because I said, "Okay, go through LastPass so that I can have access to your Lipson account and set everything up." So what does he do? He changes the password to LastPass, and I'm like, "No, no, that's not what I wanted you to do." <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but. I do like when people come in and they don't know anything and I can get to them first before yeah. everybody else chimes in of, oh, well, you can you can do this. You can go, I went through Squarespace or I did this or the big one now is Anchor. Everyone's, uh, I started mine on Anchor. Well, that might be the new SoundCloud where we drink in the morning. It is. And their marketing is geared towards that. I just got an email from them this yeah. week and it was like, hey, we got new things so you can do your podcast. Well, here's the thing. I, I, I logged in and I saw where they have updated some stuff. Now, here's the thing. My Anchor feed in iTunes is owned by Anchor. They didn't ask me, can I submit your show to iTunes? They just did it for me. He said, putting up air quotes because they were being nice. And I'm like, well, now I don't own that. Now I can't see my stats and that. And so I, when they came out and it was like, we've done more, we're like this great platform. So the first thing I did was I emailed them and said, all right, first things first, can I get a 301 redirect? And I forget what else I asked them. And they finally, I just, as we're sitting here, uh, uh, this is from Maya at anchor. We do support 301 redirects. Anyone can email us at any time. We're happy to help them move to another platform if they want to do that. You also definitely can decide if you want Anchor to distribute your podcast or if you prefer to do it yourself. Now, what I would love to know is what the default is, because that means if you go in and put in all your stuff, if it's set to do it automatically, it's going to do it automatically. So you need to know to go into, and she says here, you can go into preferences and blah, blah, blah. All you need to do is grab your RSS feed, which you didn't used to have. I'll give them the credit on that from your settings and then manually paste the links to your podcast as it becomes available on various platforms. Also worth noting, we can transfer ownership of Apple podcast accounts from anyone who did distribute through us, but later wants us to take over managing the podcast on that platform. So that's my two big things that I had against them was, hey, you own my feed and all this other stuff. There's only one other thing that really makes me go about them. And that, of course, is the fact that they're free and free media hosts usually don't last long. But uh, have you guys played with Anchor at all? I played with it this morning, actually. I started a new podcast, not really a new podcast. It was, you know, for my daughter's birthday. I was like, hey, I'm going to get you a podcast because I want to play with Anchor. So that was her birthday present. And um, so I uploaded everything. This is really interesting, too. So you were talking about uh, submitting it automatically. They do have a button that says submit to... Let's see. They have four different places. And one of them is Overcast. So it's already... If you're in Apple, you're in Overcast anyway. Exactly. Uh, Overcast, um, Google Play, Pocket Cast. Yeah, those four. And Which is interesting because if you're in Apple, minus Google Play, you're already in Overcast and the uh, whatever the other one Pocket, was. Well, the Pocket Cast was funny because I got a separate email from them saying that you are in Pocket Cast, but I'm not, I didn't get the email from Apple Podcasts yet saying I was there. So they must have a different way to submit to Pocket Casts. Interesting. Yeah, I, I see here. I'm yeah. in my dashboard, which is good. I'm a hope. Oh, good. You can, uh, you can now upload cover art. 
because right, bef- you can do that, and they don't give you the specs. But what you what happens if you upload something that's say a rectangle? Yeah, it will automatically give you a cropping window to crop it to a square. But I don't know if they do anything with that file to lower it to under five hundred kilobits or if they fix the sizing automatically there was one thing i uploaded and it got really blurry so i'm wondering if they jacked it up to 1400 pixels in there but not sure what they do there well the interesting thing is you also they remove the five minute limit which means you now have unlimited bandwidth unlimited storage for free yeah i'm like that is the recipe for disaster like, Did you also see that you could put music on there from Apple and Spotify in your podcast? I Now, they had that in the past. And what they did, because when I saw that before, I was like, oh, well, I'm going to throw in some stuff. And they played like almost I don't know, 15 seconds of it and then faded out. It's 30 seconds and it'll only play on Anchor. It won't play if if you have it in your show and the show goes out to those other platforms, it'll only play that music and anchor. So I don't know what happens if you do it in the middle of your show. Are you just going to have 30 seconds of silence or are they going to splice it together? Maybe that's going to get them in trouble. I I would. Yeah. Interesting. Actually doing the stuff from the desktop, you can't edit. Um, You can't put in your own theme music. So you have to do all of that by yourself in a separate editing Mm -hmm. program and then upload it to anchor. You can throw in the transition still, but there's no intro or outro music. When you play it on anchor that there isn't that this podcast was recorded on anchor in the player itself, but I don't know about on an app. So you're always going to have that anchor branding. And I actually had to adjust the cover art for my daughter's podcast because of that giant big anchor circle that's at the bottom of all those podcasts. And then you're going to start seeing those coming up and i i mean if you're doing a podcast for fun that's great but i think if you're doing one for your business are you really going to want to have that anchor logo there yeah and i would i would guess it's a good question with, with especially with the businesses in the in the branding we we use spreaker and we actually took on spreaker branding when we started doing it knowing that it was a partnership that we were doing with them and stuff so we didn't at that point we took it on but i think it's a really good question they're also doing automatic or they're saying at this point they're going to do automatic transcripts uh but for anything under three minutes so they're still kind of keeping that short play five minutes space i just did some um we did a little three minute podcast at work to share with just our employees and the gal asked me can you do transcripts and i ran those through the google service on Auphonic this uh, just yesterday did it super fast they're still super terrible so <laughs> like i keep hearing like oh it's getting better and and both microsoft and google have been touting in their own spaces that yeah, we're getting, you know, we've got, they're almost flawless and they're almost perfect. And I'm like, where are these services? Because all the ones I'm using are awful still. And, you know, when I say awful, it's still better than do it, typing it yourself in a lot of ways, right? You can go and fix them. But for these, they're paying a dollar a minute or whatever, right? There's some, there's a place to monetize for sure. Yeah, I, I use uh, Temi actually because I have one client that I do show notes for and it's honestly easier to get the transcript to do the show notes from. Right. And I use Temi. It's T-E-M-I.com. It's 10 cents a minute. I mean, a 60-minute podcast is $6. Yeah. So it's easy it to throw in there. People? It's humans? Uh, no, no. It's a machine. But the thing is that it can differentiate speakers and it's actually pretty good. So you will see speaker one and you can tag that to say speaker one is always this person. 
there is a voiceover in the podcast. So that's always fun to hear like speaker two. And I'm like, no, 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 that's just the intro. But um, Temi's actually pretty good. It's cheaper than Trent. Trent was the one that everyone really liked. I think Trent is 20 cents a minute, but. And this is, what's it called? Temi. T-E-M-I dot com. Yeah. Temi. Oh, <laughs> that's funny. I have a son named Tim and they, we've, we've used that exact soundbite when we're talking to him sometimes. So it's kind of funny. Um, yeah, it, I'll have to, I'll have to look into this a little more, you know, that would have been maybe a 30 cent or 40 cents to get that. And you're yeah. saying those are, those are pretty close to being pretty perfect. Yeah, they're pretty close. And the thing is, um, you can, this is the other thing is I make audiograms. So when I see something that's really good, I'm like, oh yeah, that's great. You put the cursor there in that transcript and it'll tell you the exact time code of that. So it'll help you with time codes if you're doing that in your show notes. And I can go back to my file, go to that timestamp, pull out the audio that I want, and then boom, my audiogram's ready to go. Interesting. It's a good way to do it. And what do you give? What kind of file do you give them? Uh, as far as format goes when you're when you're uploading it? I think you can do both a WAV or a MP3. I think for the most part, I give them a... Okay. Yeah. I just uploaded an AIFF, so we'll see if that lossless, that Apple lossless format works. Yeah, you get a, a free trial, actually. That's... Yeah, I'm trying it right now. It's up. It's a, My video may go, go a little fuzzy okay. here. It is a little weird. For, for a few minutes as we upload. It's just uploading. So I have a little three minute, 47 second file that will upload and take a look. They'll certainly be happy with me if this is a lot better than the other one, the Google one was. We can compare them and kind of see. I have been, um, Microsoft has some services where you can upload a video and it'll do some tagging and some, you know, auto transcripts as well. Um, it's a paid service. Last time I tried it, it wasn't even as close. It, no, it's about the same as Google. And so I kind of gave up on it. They, my, a guy from Microsoft told me the other day, hey, we've gotten better. So you might want to try it again. So we continue. I just got a request this week from a listener like, hey, I really love this podcast. Is there a transcript available? And since I'm not a reader, I kind of get, I kind of go sideways. I'm like, what do you need it? Like, yeah. I made the audio for you. <laughs> Why are you not? But but there are there are cases and I need to be more sensitive to that. And I actually think we'd do better if we had more accurate transcripts and I made those available. Well, it's funny because if I go to a web page and I see a transcript and it's just that block of text, Ugh. I go away. I don't, I don't want it. I want, I want an outline or a short blog post. And if I can, I'll listen to the audio. Absolutely. I mean, I have people and they really want transcripts and they think it's great for SEO, but if they just have that page of just text, that's not that great for SEO. If you have that audio player, if you have it broken up, if you have the headings, if you have visuals on there, Google's going to love that. They're not going to love a block of text. Yeah. The minute I start reading a transcript. So you're saying when I do my transcripts from Fawphonic and it's a big <laughs> block of text, if I just select do control A, control C, and then take it over, do control V, paste it in, you're just saying Google doesn't like that. Emily, is that what you're, you're breaking my heart? At this I'm point. sorry. I'm sorry. Do you <laughs> like that? <laughs> well, uh, uh, we, I've, I'm using the uh, simple podcast player, right? And it's got yeah. that, it's got that area where you can just paste it in there and nobody actually sees it, but the uh, search engines can crawl it. Yeah. And so I've been doing it just because I don't, honestly, if I had to sit down for an hour or two and correct uh, an hour and 20 minute show. It might take me more than two hours, to be honest with you. That's a lot of work. Yeah. 
So um, I've always figured, well, something's better than nothing. That may be wrong. I don't know. Emily, is, is nothing better than pasting that whole block of text in there? I don't know. I would say keep the text in there because if people really want to read it, they will read it. Yeah, I'm not. A, well, it's I, I don't not, know if they can read it. Right. In simple podcast player, isn't that hidden in the notes oh, somewhere? Yeah. I think it doesn't with Ravi or not Ravi, but yeah. um, you can have it to where it. um it basically is, I think there's like a link. It's like, click here to read transcript and you click it oh, and it, it kind of accordion downs so you can read the whole thing. So the whole point is it's there to get the Google traffic, but not there to. So when people show up, they go, Ugh, and then they, cause that's my, when I start to read a transcript and especially when it's like, how are you today? It's snowing here in blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, really? Seriously? It's like, you can just tell they've taken the entire thing and just copy and pasted. And I'm like, eh. So I'm not a huge fan of, of transcripts, but, um, yeah. Well, but that's the thing. I think there are some who are. Oh yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. And they're and, called deaf just, people. <laughs> I mean, seriously, not making a joke. That's true. Yeah. True. No, you, you, you speak the truth there. We've got to be better about that. And I've been kind of waiting. I, it's, it's a scalability problem for us because we create so much content that if we had to transcribe all of it, and I don't have budget to transcribe it all. So, you know, it, it, I've been kind of waiting for the technology to catch up so that we can let the machine do the work. And I keep hearing, oh, this is great. And then I actually go to use it and it's awful, you know. And so I'm, I'm hoping it gets better here in the future. Yeah, Troy says, but if you don't give them the full transcript, then they have to listen to the show. So it's kind of a. Yeah, well, Emily, you're for for your customers because are you doing show notes as well? I do them for one show. I offer them, but I'm not really pushing it just because of how much time they take. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's a double, it's a weird thing. I hear some people say, oh, no, like if you talk with, with, um, um, Blueberry president, uh, Todd, Todd, Todd Cochran. Todd. Sorry. All I could say was raw. All I could think of was Rob, your boss. So with Todd, he is like, you know, he's, he bread and butter, like you write things and you, I mean, he's got a whole speech around, you know, I've written 500 pieces of content that have four, 300 or 500 more words or more, whatever, that, you know, it, this organic growth. So he is very, very set on making sure you have written content in your posts. Yeah. I saw um, that earlier yeah. where somebody asked who should do my show notes. And Todd was like, you, you know, the subject, you know, because in reality, if you're just shooting for 300 words, it doesn't take that long to write 300 words. And by the time you... You know, now granted, you could no. go to transcripts, but I know for me, I really struggle with it. I'm lucky at work; yeah. I have writers. Uh, That's like the only reason show notes are getting done at work because I have a writer who sits down and cranks it out, and she loves to write, and so that works out well. But man, on Home Gadget Geeks, it's awful. I just don't. It, it is so for me. If I if I was forced to do it, I think I might quit podcasting. Wow, just like ah, I don't want to do it that much right now. I just it it's one of those things. I just don't want to do it. Illiquity. Uh, yeah. Uh, in in this chat room says, uh, oh. what I've done for show notes, make my outline in Evernote of what I'm going to talk about and then copy and paste those into uh, the new note, add links equals show notes. So yeah. go That's ahead, Emily. Awesome way to do it. And especially if you have the same thing in your show notes every time, like a call to action, I have that copied and pasted into a Google Docs template. And uh, one of the best ways 
you know, you're not supposed to copy and paste directly from Google Docs or anything else except for Markdown, I think, into Libsyn where I do my show notes. And if you just use Control Shift V, it takes away all the formatting. So that's easy enough just to copy and paste every time. Yeah, that is a that is a keyboard shortcut that's worth remembering. Yeah. <laughs> I learned that. That made my life so much better all the time. My emails weren't different fonts and colors all over the place when I had to email different things back and forth. Yeah. Um, before I forget, it's time to thank our awesome supporters. Let me let me find some happy music just for giggles. Exactly. There we go. Happy music. Uh we have a new one. A new somebody's chipping in. So thank you very much to Greg from Depp. Uh, easy for me to say debt shed okay it's it's the thing where you're in debt debt shepherd.com there we go for some reason i'm hitting that b too hard it's the debit shepherd no <laughs> debt shepherd.com as well as jonathan bloom from uh, weekly awesome.com the one and only glenn the geek hebert from horse radio network.com who i will be talking with later today that's gonna be fun uh josh rivers from podcasting experiments dot com max trescott up there flying around in aviation news talk.com and shane from spybrary.com so if you'd like to be an awesome supporter go over to ask the podcastcoach.com slash awesome and you can be an awesome supporter today so thanks everybody and of course next week we'll be reading i'll have to take like a really deep breath uh the beginning of the month we read actually we should mention that next week no show I will be flying back from San Diego uh, from Social Media Marketing World, which will be uh, great. Here's the thing. I don't know why, but that show, and it's not like I'm afraid, but it's the whole, I've never been to, I don't know how close my hotel is to the thing. So I don't know how, if I'm going to be You're Uber in San Diego. In San Diego. Oh, that's uh, easy. That's I've never easy. been to this event. Um, I'm moderating a panel. There's a bunch of things there that I've never done before. And for some reason, uh, last night I was sleeping in shifts of three hours. Like I would wake up and go, I wonder, okay. And then I'd fall back. I just could not get into a sound sleep. I don't know. It's, it's part, it's more Christmas jitters than, oh my gosh, I'm afraid. It's kind of like excitement because it's a, a bunch of new stuff, but it's driving me nuts that I'm like, I'm really, really tired today. And I'm like, yeah, some good, some good anticipation for it that, yeah. you know, you're excited and, and San Diego is a great town, easy to get around in just Uber, Uber your way. Yeah. And uh, you, you'll do well. That worked out well. Next week is our final presentations for our students. Nice. So they'll be wrapping those up and, and we'll be wrapping it up as well. So it'd be nice to kind of get back on a regular um, schedule. I did get this week, a real interesting little, Oh, go ahead. Do you have one more well, thing? There, I have story to tell. Since we're speaking of dates, we should wish, uh, let me find more uh, applause to the one and only Mr. and Mrs. Jim Cullison celebrating 29 years of marriage today, which ain't an easy thing. So uh, I'm barely 29 years old. So <laughs> it, he was married uh, when he was two. Mm-hmm. It was arranged. You know, it was one of those kinds of things. Yeah, it's been it's been a good 29 years and uh, exciting. People are like, why would you be podcasting on your anniversary? Well, life still has to go on, right? And, right. Next year's 30, we'll do, we'll do a big deal for that. But thanks, Dave. Appreciate that. This week, uh, so um, because I'm a tech podcaster, and Emily, you'll, you'll appreciate this. And Mark's been on our show before. Um, when I needed a new backpack, I just said, hey, uh, internet, you know, friends out there, what should I do? And of course, they told me. And Targus is a company uh, that makes really nice uh, tech backpacks. And so 
picked one, bought it. I've had it for, I don't know, six months, maybe a year, whatever. They contacted me and they're actually Targus Canada, Dwayne at Targus Canada has been really proactive. And if you're in a business and you're doing these kinds of things and you want to keep podcasters like in your favor, keep talking to them. Just every once in a while, send them an email. How's it going? So Dwayne sent me a note like, hey, Jim, how's the backpack? Love the backpack. It's got one problem. The chest strap, the engineering on it's wrong and it keeps popping out and I have to slide it back in. It's put on a little pipe, right? And that plastic has gotten loose and it just keeps popping off. Well, I use my chest strap all the time and and so it's like, it's not really, it's like, oh, if you would have told me earlier, there's, ah, he goes, let me see what I can do. So I haven't heard from Dwayne in a couple of weeks. Then I got an email. Hey, what's your address? Well, then you know something good's going to happen, right? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, at that point, I didn't know it was coming. But so this week, then they sent me not a replacement, but a new one to, to, to nice. try out. Wow. And so it was like, um, these, these are pretty expensive. I mean, these are, these are really nice. By Tar- Targus makes really nice gear when it comes to, to doing that. Uh, the, the the important thing is, and, and I'm going to review it. Um, I actually still like the one I have better. I've I've taken a look at this one, and I still like that one better. And so I will probably uh, give it away. You know, I'll do a I'll do a review on it, and we'll talk about it, and then I'll I'll probably end up giving it away as a as a giveaway on the show or something like that. But the important part of even as a podcaster with your don't forget your audience, like they're real people out there. And the more you can contact them, the more you can talk to them, the more you can be. Don't don't just talk to them, but but live with them and make sure you know who they are and you know them by name. Dave, you've got the pictures of them on the wall. You know the people that are interacting with you. I think sometimes we can just lose track of these audience are still people. And so if you've got an opportunity to do something for them, especially in the business sense, keeping a podcaster close or keeping your audience close is super, super important. It was just really cool to open the box, see that and go, man, that's over the top service. I would challenge you if you're listening to this, in your podcast, what does over the top service mean for you? It's going to be different for everybody. But as a podcaster, giving your audience over the top service, what does that look like? And you should be able to answer that. Like, what would I need to do for my audience to just make them feel super special for listening to me? I think it's an important lesson. And and what's amazing about that is sometimes over the top does not mean you have to have their name spelled in the sky. It it might right. simply be an email. It might be, you know, anything. Um, you know, uh, I uh, I had a, a podcaster friend, and they had a death in the family, and I went just a little extra mile to figure out, God bless the internet, what their address was. So I stalked my friend. And got their address. And instead of saying thoughts and prayers on a Facebook post, I actually sent them a card and they said, you have no idea what that meant. And it really wasn't, again, I wasn't writing their name in the sky. I wasn't, it was, you know, $5 on a card and whatever it is, 50 bucks for a stamp now, something like that and mailed it. And that just to them just showed that, Hey, this guy went just a, just a little bit more. Um, and that then touched them. So, um, sometimes doing way above and beyond doesn't mean, you know, spending $8 million or things like that. Yeah. We, we've been doing a lot of burst coin mining on just as part of our, the, the podcast network, a bunch of folks have been jumping in and doing this crypto stuff with us. And so I kind of started a way for them to, and you need a, you need a faucet is what it's called. You need a couple coins to get going. Well, you don't have any and you can't get any. You have to ask the community form or go buy them, which is a real pain. And so um, I've started the service for my listeners. It's like, Hey, if you need burst coin, just let me know. I'll be your faucet for you. 
I've got plenty and I'll get you set up. And that has been a way for me to individually connect with a guy in the UK. I connected with a couple of guys here in the United States to, to connect to them. It cost me these, these burst coin are literally worth three cents. So sending three <laughs> of them means a nine cent investment, right. right? On my part, I could send a lot of them and it's super easy to do when they're getting started. So, uh, you know, what is that thing that you can do to, to just provide that over the top service? Yeah. I, I know I've gotten replies from people that will use my speak pipe and I'll get a thing that says, Hey, so-and-so left you a speak pipe. And I'll go, Oh, cause I don't get a ton of those. And I'm like, okay, I'll click and listen to it. And there's a button right there. that says click to reply and I'll click to reply. And like, thanks so much, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, and they will email me back and go, I can't believe you just replied to my thing. And I'm like, well, you asked me a question. I thought I would answer it. Like it's, my, it's my job. <laughs> I, I get that at work all the time when people say to me, first of all, I can't believe how fast you got back to me. And then two, you got back to me. And, uh, you know, you're thinking, don't, 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 doesn't everybody do this? No. But, uh, you know, it, I, I don't think they do. And so I think yeah. one of those things we can do is just respond quickly in, in some ways. I think people are super impressed by that. It works in the business world. Emily, when you think about for you, you personally, like in the things you listen to, what has been something someone's done for you in this that you just thought, wow, that was over the top? You know, it's funny when I started podcasting and I listened to a lot of podcasts and maybe I wrote them, but I never heard back and I didn't expect to. But then when I got into podcasting and the first time I went to Podcasters Roundtable and I watched it live, and Ray Ortega said my name, I freaked out. I really freaked out. I was running around and I had my friends with me. I was like, he said my name. Ray Ortega said my name. And of course, my co-host at the time is like, oh, does that mean we're going to get so many downloads on our podcast? I'm like, no, just you said her name. Yeah. I still get that. If I, uh, I know. it doesn't matter what the podcast is. And where was, uh, I forget who Harry was, was interviewing. But Harry brought up Dave Jackson three times on Podcast Junkies. And every time I was like, he said my name. He said my name. It was like, so. Um, it is good, though. I mean, it's, it's, those are really good as podcasters to engage your audience in that way yeah. to the point of recognizing you have, a, you have an incredible medium to help people and to recognize who they are and get their name right. This, this is a thing I have to remind myself of all the time is get their name right. And, and make sure you're doing it because I messed it up. I've just slaughtered names before. It's just awful. But just that power of doing it is, you know, Emily, you said, and Ray or, or in, and Dave, you said that. I, I too, when I get, if I get mentioned on somebody else's show, it doesn't matter who it is. I get my heart kind of, you know, yeah. just a little bit like, yay. You know, it's cool. It's, it's powerful. <laughs> I feel like Steve Martin, the new phone books. I'm in the phone book. <laughs> so, the phone book. Yeah, but it's, it's somebody else saying, I mean, it, yeah. I think it is. Yeah. Well, just as we, Emily, your podcast doesn't really, you know, the story behind doesn't really allow itself for that, except you've done a nice thing of getting people involved in it, doing voice voiceover work. So you've asked me and you've asked a bunch of people and then you mentioned them at the end. Has that done anything from a, from a relationship standpoint with those folks? Has that deepened the relationships? How's it, how has that worked for you? I think it's more because I don't really have time. I used to play uh, promos for other shows on my old podcast. And I realized my show is seven minutes. I have time, you know, I do a break for a promo of whatever, but it's usually less than a minute. So I don't really have time to play somebody else's promo. And I felt bad about that, that I couldn't involve my friends who were nice enough to reach out and say, can I play your promo on my show? 
And I was like, you know what? Let me, if I come across a really good quote or something, or if I want people to hear about a podcast that I really love and a podcaster I've connected with, let me find a way to get a quote in and have them record it. And like I did one, the one about sliced bread. That was actually the quote that I used from that was from uh, the podcast, The Eating Coach. And she's been helping me. And I was like, you know what? I got to get you on my show somehow, get you some exposure. And uh, it was, you know, I love doing that. And I love having that. And the other thing I do is for my Patreon subscribers, whenever I get a new one, that's when I read out all the names and I call them my executive producers because that's what they're doing. They're giving money to help produce the show. So having that too, and shouting them out on social media, say, hey, this person just became an executive producer. If I have their name or their Twitter handle, um, that's how I get them involved. But also having a community on Facebook helps a lot and having a closed group. And I go live in there every so often and getting that interaction, I get people excited for the shows and you know what you're doing outside of your podcast, not just on your podcast. Make sure you're going to Twitter, make sure you're going to Facebook where your audience is and interacting with them there. Yeah, that's key. I I, I think everybody at this point, it's weird because it's just not that easy, but I, people that are building community, there always seems to be a, eventually they will say, oh, and in my Facebook group, I always hear that. And I'm like, oh, what a coinky dink. And then there are people like Danny Pena is such a Danny Pena who is always, I mean, always building his community. And so I'm on Facebook. There's a picture of Danny with this lovely woman in the airport. And he's like, I just had a four hour flight. This is so-and-so. And we had a four hour flight and uh, she had all sorts of questions about podcasting. And I answered them all and blah, blah, blah. And she's a big gamer. And I'm like, there he is. There's one guy building his audience one person at a time. We had a four hour flight and who knows how many people she's going to talk about. You know, she might tell a family of five or whatever, but that guy is always building his audience no matter where he is. So I thought that was, uh, I, I told him, I said, that's so Danny Pena of you to, to have a, cause you think about it, uh, especially if the person's open to it, you don't want to be that person on the plane. Like, Oh no, I'm sitting next to a talker. You know, that's always horrible. But if you got somebody who's up for a conversation, that's always fun. See, I'm that guy. <laughs> I'm the, Oh no, it's a talker. Yeah. That's me. <laughs> so that's the, you know, it's like, yeah, let's talk. And uh, so it's a good, it's a good time. I, Dave, just to kind of wrap this up, uh, I, I think it's really, 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 really important that as podcasters, no matter how big we are, that we take a second to stop and realize that we have a core audience that is, that's for us, Dave, for you and me out here on Saturdays, it's pretty easy to recognize who our core audience is oh, yeah. in the chat room, right? And I don't know why, but they keep coming back. Dude, we have 18 Saturday people morning. in the chat room. I know. I know. That's and, awesome. It's um. I, listen, I am continually amazed. We, you and I, are goofing off. Like we started this thing goofing off. We've we keep doing it goofing off. We have the best time. Somebody somebody sent me a note on uh, last Saturday and said, "Hey, it was really good to have you back. I appreciate it. Good to be on." And I said, "You know, I really like podcasting with Dave Jackson. It's just one of my favorite things to do." And he goes, "It really shows." And so it's you know we, we started it just kind of goofing around, and we do it every Saturday goofing around, and yet. These same these same individuals that I, I recognize out there uh, every week, come and do it. It's a powerful thing. And so connect with those people. I've connected with many of them that are in the chat room and and um, connect with them. Don't, you know, don't uh, don't ignore them. So yes. with that, I think we've we've got another question out of the chat room. Yeah, we have uh, for the record, this is episode number 201. 
<laughs> yeah, we did 200 and said oh, wow. nothing. Yeah. We uh, said nothing. I didn't know it until I was uploading. I'm like, oh, crap, that was episode 200. I'm like, we should have done something. Um, we had somebody ask, um, what's the difference between speak pipe and Voxer? Uh, speak pipe is more of a voicemail system, I guess, in a way that uh, somebody can go to your website, click on a button, use, or they can use their phone. It's not the most, like, if you have a speak pipe button on your website, even though you have the, I think you have to have the speak pipe app on your phone for that to then launch speak pipe. So it's not exactly the most seamless thing in the world, but it's great. If you're on a desktop, you can click on it. You can use your built-in microphone and go to town. So that's kind of cool. Voxer is also kind of voicemail, but it's more kind of like a walkie talkie kind of thing. And a chat room too. And a chat room. And that can be a good thing and a bad thing. So you have to be careful with that because it's almost like a Facebook group where when you have a Facebook group, it could be like the world's biggest community and all it takes is one person to come in and contribute in a way that might appear to be annoying to some and people will leave in droves. I know I, uh, I've i been in a group that I, I barely pop in and out of because there's one person that, A, like if Jeff, Jim came in and said, I got this new backpack. And they would say, glad to hear. Like they reply to everything and yet they say nothing. Like that really didn't need like a good for you, Jim. Um, or, you know, where did you find that? Or where could I find that would be cool. But it's, it's always like, you know, um, I use that microphone too. There's just, and they just, it's endless chatter till I'm like, ah, so I don't know if that's just me being impatient, but um, Voxer can be very cool. It, it can be used like a walkie talkie. Do you either, you guys use Voxer for anything? Yeah, we, we use it as a family. Well, I don't know. Yeah. My oldest son and his fiance were using it. And then we, we jumped on with them and I love the voice. It, you know, we can use Facebook messenger for just about everything. Right. Except it's not as, and you can leave voicemail on right. uh, uh, Facebook messenger as well. And that works as well. But, uh, Voxer was just kind of cool. Press and hold. It's got that walkie talkie functionality. Yeah. I still find myself going back to Facebook Messenger more. I don't know, Emily, have you you messed with it? Yeah, uh, actually, I think on the feed, Elsie set one up. So I played with it in there, but I ended up just having to turn my notifications off because it got so big. Yeah. I think it was, I don't, I don't know how big it is now, but I think when I had to turn off notifications, it was 40 people. And, and the same thing, a lot of them was just the voice message that you'd have to take the time to listen to of, hey, that's great. And... You know, yeah, and you can't do it during meetings and you can't, right. I mean, it's, yeah. it takes a kind of a commitment, right? Yeah. yeah. And I, I'm a very, during the day, I can't have audio going really, uh, aside from what I'm listening to and what I'm editing. So I'd rather be able to read what's going on too. But I also use it for, um, another podcast I'm helping out with where we're doing a lot of research on our own, but we also want to document the research so it's easy enough to go into Voxer and say, hey, guys, I just found this. This is really great. And what we're going to do is take some of that audio, throw it into the show so that people can kind of follow that research journey. But the other thing that came out, uh, Miss Eileen talked about it, is Vaudle, V-A-U-D-L-E. Have you guys heard about that? Miss Eileen knows all the cool stuff. I know. I know. She's I love awesome. her. I love waking up to her early in the morning and she's doing a live and I'm like, she's better than a cup of coffee, <laughs> but <laughs> that it's a three minute audio. They're saying audio, social media. 
So it's three minutes, hmm. very much like Voxer. It's iOS only at this point, but you know, she's been pushing that as maybe something new and you can monetize with it too. It's one of those social media networks where you get a following going and there's a button right there with for all your bottles where you can donate to that person. So, Emily, spell that. V-A-U-D-L-E. V-A-U. I think it's com or either com. Interesting. dot. It's like bottle.com. It'll be interesting a hundred years from now when you look in the dictionary and you see a word that we made up <laughs> during the yeah. and you know, today you look in the dictionary, it says origin, you know, Latin from whatever, and it's gonna say origin, Facebook, <laughs> you know, or whatever, right? It it'll be one of those, you know, the internet. It was an internet created word. Yeah, I know a couple people in the chat room were saying the the feed voxer group is too big. And and I would agree with that. That was techni- that can happen anywhere. Yeah, like that's, that's not Voxer's problem. Yeah, that right? exactly. That's the key, and that's where I said you have to. And with like Facebook, you can set like a a post at the top that says, "Here are the rules: no spamming, no blah blah blah." And I don't know that that's an option in in Voxer. It'd be nice if you could say, "Hey, everybody, here's the group." You know, I don't know how you politely say, "Please don't be annoying." <laughs> but, uh, you know, if you have something to say, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, I'm with you. I had so many notifications. The other thing is Voxer on your phone, at least for me, is much better than Voxer on the desktop because yeah. I like to listen. Like somebody will be going in and they're talking and for whatever reason, they are making a point very slowly. And I I hit the 3X because I'm like, okay, let's speed this up. Let's get to the point. And it just trips the whole thing out or it'll start playing other things. And I'm like, well, if I'm on the phone, it seems to work better. The bad news is I work in front of a computer. So I want to use it on the desktop, which is really a web-based version. I need to see if they have maybe a Windows app or something like that. But that was the other thing that I found annoying is I couldn't, I would try to listen at a faster speed and it would just seem to just mess the whole thing up. So um, I'm not a huge fan of it. I, I could see it. Uh, being used for definitely, it definitely has some applications. You just have to be careful with it and realize that, again, it's not Voxer's fault if you have somebody who's just whatever, uh, talking a lot and not saying anything. Well, it's it's a specialized, you know, hands-free. It works great in a hands-free environment yeah. or if you're trying to go back and forth and you don't want to call. Now, that's weird because sometimes you're like, well, if you just want to talk back and forth, you you both have phones. Just <laughs> Call. No like, one uses phones for that anymore, Jim. <laughs> I actually found somebody uh, at at Podfest, and we've had a few conversations. and And they call, and they're like, "It's so weird that I can actually call somebody, and they will actually answer the phone." And I'm like, "I know, I'm I know. old school. I actually like to talk to people." Uh, for the record, Voxer is free. They do have you can go pro for three ninety nine a month. I'm trying to see what the difference is. Voice to voice to text transcription. Admin controlled chats, which I think is what Elsie's doing. Uh, broadcast chats. What is a broadcast chat? It is uh, create chats for one way communication. Okay. Walkie talkie mode, um, et cetera, et cetera. And then they have, if you want a business version, which is $10 a month. So it's, it's fairly cheap and I'm just using the free version just to listen in. So uh, you can always try it. Mm-hmm. Hey, I got that script file back. Uh, I mean, it's been back a while. We've been chatting, but I remember I sent that one three minute in and Emily, man, it's really good. Yeah. What like, is it? Right? 
so Temi. It, it, that it, oh. it, Temi, right? That we were talking Temi. about earlier. Yes. Temi. Yeah. And um, so T-E-M-I again. So I, I sent a little three minute version in. It comes back. It says speaker one. Um, and then it has me or it has the person talking. And then I was speaker two. Did that all automatically. I didn't tell it who the speaker was and who it wasn't. And as I'm looking at the text, it also has the time, a timestamp yeah. in there. So each one, each speaker. Now, this was clear. We were having a conversation back and forth. It was not this, you and I and in live gets a little more interesting because people step on each other. Have you done it where people are stepping on each other, Emily? And how does it handle that? No, because I usually put through the audio after I've edited it. So I don't have the crosstalk. So I haven't Got tried it. that yet. Yeah. Be interesting to see what it does in a crosstalk situation because a lot of my podcasts is is that way. But it looks really good. It is I as I was just kind of uh, skimming through some of the language. The language looks good. So I think uh, I think we might be on to something here. I mean, ten cents a minute's not uh, all that unreasonable. No. From and you know you can do some. There's some other services, but pretty nice. Good job, Emily. Yeah, and it also it will say it have. It will have brackets if it doesn't understand something that says inaudible. But the nice thing is you have the play button right there on the screen. Oh, nice. So you can fix it too. So you can put your cursor wherever, listen to the audio and fix it yourself. I wonder what they're doing on the back end on this. I mean, it's really good. Yeah, this yeah. is really good. So I did not look at the paid features of it, though. I mean, the you get a free trial. Is it just 10 cents a minute? Can I buy a subscription? Do you know? Uh, just 10 cents a minute. They just charge your card Regardless. as soon as you upload it. So, yeah. Okay. And how do they handle like two minutes and 30 seconds? Is it three minutes at that point? I think so. Yeah. They, yeah. Cause they, um, they'll go to the nearest cent. I think. I haven't really noticed. Cause okay. I don't do really like two minutes and 30 seconds more. They're more like 16 minute shows. And then I expect it to be a dollar 60. They might mm-hmm. do like a dollar 63 if it's, well, that would make sense. I don't know. I don't yeah. know, Jim. I'm, I'm going to have to look into it from a service perspective because we could we could really, I mean, like I get requests for this. And so my brain's trying to turning. I don't know if I want to do it for every single one, but if someone requests it, maybe it's worth it to have a certain dollar amount in the budget that says, okay, we're going to do, you know, a hundred bucks a month. We're going to we're throw in the budget for just for this. And then when someone requests it, you say, okay, give me, you know, give me 24 hours. We'll turn this around and get it back to you. And then just submit it to the service and have them do it, crank it back in and then add it to the show notes at that point for the shows that you get requested for. So if it gets requested, you pay for it. If not, you don't. Yeah. And I have a a friend who just, he wanted extra money and I was like, okay, uh, can I keep you on call to clean up transcripts if anybody really wants them? And he's like, Oh, sure. <laughs> well, the, there wasn't that much cleanup. I mean, no, compared to the Google version of this, and like you said, it's one big block of text, pretty much. There's timestamps on the Google side. They do a few things as well. But man, this is a million times better. So I, I and the, the trial was free, which was really cool. Even better. So, yeah. So I sent it over to my friend. I'm like, oh, maybe this one's better because I sent her the Google one last night. I'm like, sorry, this is so bad. And then this morning, I'm like, hey, this try this one. This is better. She'll be she'll be happy. I'll be a hero. Yeah, Emily, thanks for making me a hero. We'll stick around for some some post show. Believe it or not, we blew through an hour that quickly. Uh, you can find Emily, of course, at epodcastproductions.com as well as the story behind podcast.com. 
Find Jim at TheAverageGuy.tv. And I said this way too fast. You can find me at SchoolOfPodcasting.com. This week, I'm interviewing some guys from Is This Adulting? Wait till you hear how he introduces himself. That's amazing. And uh, remember, no show next week. And we'll see you in two weeks with another episode of Ask the Podcast Coach.